Welcome back to another episode of Dentistry's Growing with Grace podcast. Join Grace and her guest of the week as they discuss lessons learned in the industry and explore unique insights into ethical growth. Today I'm with Grace Rizza. She began growing businesses at the age of 22 when some of us hadn't even got out of college. She's guided the growth of more than 1,000 successful businesses while building a business and a family of her own. She teaches entrepreneurs how to achieve growth in, most, in the most ethical and efficient ways and inspires her audience to embrace change in order to grow. Grace has directly challenged business owners to come to their own conclusions about which marketing solutions are right for their business. Whether connecting with an audience of 20 or 20,000, Grace will educate, empower, and entertain. And as a testament to her excellence in business, civic, and personal areas, Grace was recently selected as a 2019 honoree at the Daily Herald Business Ledger's Influential Women in Business Awards. Welcome, Grace. Great to have you back. Thank you so much for having me today. You bet. I'm excited to dive into our topic today. What should you consider when choosing marketing strategies? So let's go with definition first. What is a marketing strategy? Anything that you do to grow your practice or to connect with people either in or out of your practice. Yeah, I think that works. I, I think a marketing strategy is basically the stuff that gets people to, to look your direction and ask the question, do they have something I want to, you know, that I might want? Which is really broad. And I think that's, you know, you're, you're taken aback by that question because it's like, well, gosh, you know, what is it? It's a everything. So it's like, what isn't a marketing strategy? By the way, the best, I'll, I'll, I'll put this in here right up the front, my own bias, the best marketing you can ever do really serve your patient well while they're while they're at your facility do great customer service you know deliver your product and your service really well because 90 percent of your future uh, patients are going to come from referrals and and if somebody had a bad experience you're hosed so we can we can start there so absolutely other marketing strategies the ones that help us actually get people to look our way and say well what do they have why why am i looking over there so what what should you consider what are some of the fundamentals that you've learned over the years of helping uh, dental practices with this to choose the right marketing strategies? Because there is so much nonsense out there. There really is. The first most important thing is know your brand, know who you are, know your core values, and make that be the center of your decision making, even around when you're deciding your marketing strategies. So a lot of people don't truly understand what your brand is. The, the quickest, easiest way to think about this is it's your reputation and it's, it's how you want people to think and feel when they encounter your business. Well, I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask the question because too many people, when they think brand, they think the uh, Nike swoosh and the just do it tagline and, and stuff like that. That's not brand. It's, it's an example of branding and your branding is the marketing materials that support your brand and your brand exists, whether you've thoughtfully crafted your brand or not, you have one, you have a reputation. And so it, there's a lot of confusion between what is branding and what is a brand. Yeah. So but I agree with, with small localized businesses like a dental office, your brand is your reputation. It's how people think of you when they say doctor so-and-so and which way does their heart go? <laughs> That's Absolutely. That's your and, brand. And the fun part is that your marketing can actually shape and craft your brand. And it can do that even before a patient has a, had any sort of experience with you. 
So it's fun to think about how do I want to be perceived and then how am I going to create the, the marketing to support that and to lead that. Yeah, and I think one of the things that a lot of docs don't understand sometimes, or they understand it, but they just don't, you know, they're, they're busy with, with other things and the, the leaders themselves, is that you aren't actually in charge. If you're not proactively taking charge of your brand, you're going to get one today. 20 years ago, you might not have. If you didn't do any marketing, you didn't have a brand. But you're going to get one today because social media will take over and people are going to talk about you one way or the other. So the, you should get involved in, your, in building your own brand because other people are going to build it for you if you don't. That should be very motivating. Absolutely. Let's imagine a time when you're the only option, you're the only dentist in town, and you think that you don't have a brand, your name is on the door. Even if you, you had a patient leave and they were upset with you and they told 50 people, that's still shaping your brand or your reputation. Yeah. So to even to just exist in business, to be in business, you, you, you have a brand. So that's at the forefront. And the reason I bring that up is, for instance, um, let's say you care a whole lot about convenience and your brand is all about providing care whenever your patients need it. You're open all the time. Um, that's your brand but you've decided that you know you're you're going to close every day at 2 p.m. for whatever reason you've got to reconsider the marketing messages that you put out because oh. the worst thing you can do is lie to your audience lie to your popul- you know to your community and and people don't think of false promises in marketing as as lying but they should oh absolutely i i uh, i said this uh six or eight or 10 years ago in a talk I was giving and it sort of just came out and then, and then the audience reaction made me realize, Hey, this is actually something. What I said was the number one asset you have as a, as a business, it's not your people. It's not your, your products. It's not your service. It's trust. And how do we get trust? The number one practice to gain trust is consistency say what you're going to do, and then do what you said. So anything beyond that is we have to face it a lie. If you say you're going to do X and you're going to be open X, and then you, you switch that, it's just confusing to people. It creates inconsistency and your trust is gone. And in any relationship, trust is paramount. And, 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 marketing, this, and marketing and branding is all about building that trust. Absolutely. I'm so glad you said that. And, and this happens over time when people don't even realize it. They could be, you know, RZA family dentistry, but they've evolved in their training and they no longer really treat or welcome kids in the practice. They're really more focused on, you know, um, restoration or aesthetics, yeah. things like that. And they don't realize that they're lying. It's not intentional. It just no. kind of evolves without yeah. thought. Yep. Yeah, and that's because we're we're reacting to the world around us. Most businesses and all the dentists that I'm I'm working with and have worked with, I'd say probably ninety plus percent of businesses have a strategy. It's the random hope strategy of business. I'm gonna work really hard and hope something good happens. Mm-hmm. Well, this is another situation where you are letting someone else create your world for you, and you just keep working hard instead of asking yourself proactive questions like, "Are we being consistent with who we think we are?" It says family dentistry. Are we still that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And once you really know who you are, you know your unique value proposition, your unique selling proposition, 
becomes easier to make decisions even around what kind of strategies you should use. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to put that into actual practice, but people will remember that when they're in that process. They'll start asking the question, is this my brand? Is it my brand? So if you're a high-end premier type practice, should you have a social media post with like a dancing cartoon tooth? Mm-hmm. It's probably not your brand. So yeah. when you really know who you are, it gets easier to put that message out there. So when it's time to make these decisions, after you know who you are, you really need to make sure you set goals and expectations for each marketing strategy. I think a lot of people go into these conversations and they're like, well, what does it cost? How much money is it? Well, what, is it, what does it matter? What, uh-huh. what's, what's the expected return on investment? What's the expected uh, result of doing X, Y, Z? And if the expectations of the, of the owner and are not in alignment with the fair and honest expectations of the marketing company, you should not work together. You shouldn't just try it. Yeah. That needs to be a conversation. Like if someone is uncomfortable investing $200 per new patient, they shouldn't invest in Google ads. They're not going to be happy with it. Right. It's going to feel like too much. It's going to be too stressful for them. So I would say that's the the number one thing. That's a conversation you need to have before you get started, obviously. Yes, absolutely. What's your tolerance? It's like an investment. What's your tolerance for risk? What's your tolerance for payouts and marketing? Yep, Yep, absolutely. Um, And then just looking at, you know, what are your individual goals? You don't want to run an ad campaign or a marketing initiative that's going to bring in more people than you can actually serve. And so sometimes I start conversations with people and I say, you know, how many more new patients a month would you like to see? And they're like, we don't have anywhere to put them. I'm like, well, (laughs) we can get you bigger cases, fewer, bigger cases, get more targeted with your marketing, or we could just elevate your brand. But I don't really want to run this huge campaign if you don't have anywhere to put them. You might want to get a different building. You might want to think about bringing in an associate or, you know, yeah. so those conversations are very, very important. And I know it sounds, it feels like common sense, right? But it is, but everybody's running fast. So it's, you know, we're not, we're not saying people are stupid here. We're saying people are moving fast. And so it's hard, it's hard to capture the question. You have to, it's your job to slow them down and, and get them to ask the right question. Absolutely. And then the last thing is pay attention to the fine print. Ask those critical questions. Am I the owner of my domain? Am I the owner of my website files? Where are the website files hosted? Is it my account or is it your account? What happens if I choose to pause or cancel my campaign? How long am I committed to working with you? Um, are there extra fees for changes? I've heard people charging like $1,000 for a web page. And it's, they don't know about it until after they've signed an annual contract and it was somewhere in the fine print. Um, How often will we be meeting to talk about results? How long will it take to start seeing results? All those critical questions, make sure that, that you have discussions around them and that you read the fine print. So for me, success in marketing is 100% setting fair expectations. That's uh, simple and brilliant. And there's just not enough of that in business. That's not a, that's, by the way, that's not a marketing principle. That's a, 
that's for getting into bed with anybody, any vendor, you know, deciding what you want to do. If you want to buy a, a new uh, fancy piece of machinery, you should be asking the same similar questions. It, uh, it's just good business for us to uncover the questions that, that we need in order to actually make intelligent decisions. And we're just moving too fast most of the time. So slow down and ask those questions. So what uh, tidbit can you leave people with uh, to, to kind of send them on their way uh, in terms of marketing strategies? I would say if you're in a position where you've never marketed before or you have, but you really don't know what it did for you is have those conversations, get the clarity that you need to feel confident moving forward. And it's okay to make change. It's okay to, to question and update and try new things, test, and then take note of where those new patients are coming from, like really pay attention to what's working and tweak. You're always gonna be, you should always be trying new things, testing them and then tweaking them, so. Very cool. Well, how can people get a hold of you to find out more about this stuff? Um, they can set up a marketing planning session with me. They can shoot me an email. It's grace at identitydental.com. Grace at identitydental.com. All right, you guys heard her. Let's uh, let's flood her email. <laughs> Thank you. Get her moving. Grace, this has been a joy to have you on. We're looking forward to uh, continuing the conversation. Thank you so much.